In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. Life is intense and difficult. Welcome back, my friend, Lisa. (laughs) It was quite difficult to carry on and banter with myself without you. No one to mock me. Carrie, our sound engineer, actually scolded me a few times, which filled my love language cup a little bit. I love that. So actually, what you're saying is you actually missed my presence and my mocking and my humor. But I know that you're in good hands with Carrie. Um, (laughs) And I know that she would take over with the mocking and, um, and scold you. And... Um, you were telling me how she did scold you a couple times in the show, and, and you go, but it filled my love cup. And I thought, okay, you're the only one I know that can say, I got scolded and I loved it. I felt love for being scolded. So I, I think that's funny because that really does say a lot about you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, we, we have a lot of fun, and um, especially talking about all my, my coffee Issues. I heard right you guys now. were talking about, yes, because coffee is such a big deal. It is in our a big life. deal. And I have been having issues trying to be healthier and not put so much creamer in my coffee. So I went to almond milk, thanks to one of our guests, um, Julie Heitsu from uh, Poppy Pockets. And it's I don't think not- we're going to invite her back because <laughs> I don't want, I don't, you, now when I go over to your house for the coffee experience, it is very boring, and so now I have to BYOC, bring my own coffee, because I don't like your coffee experience anymore. <laughs> okay, well, it's it's kind of, yeah, the whole ambiance is just, it's changed, so it's not it's not nearly as And it really is about me. the experience, and, and basically my coffee, and I'm very happy today because I have my coffee cocktail ready to go, and it's, you know, my vanilla creamer, a little bit of hazelnut, a little bit of the cream and the syrup, and so it's just a, a delightful mixture that I am not going to give up because it is about the experience for me. <laughs> So, <laughs> well, I have the sh- I have sugar cookie creamer today. I couldn't I couldn't handle. The, but you got the it from my refrigerator, as I recall. True. Yeah, earlier. <laughs> That's true. Let's look at that. It didn't come from my house. You're well, right. I knew today was going to be a fun day because you uh, you have your fun hat on. That whenever you wear this hat, you just get this look in your eyes. It's kind of this <laughs> mischievous, and you're kind of fun. But I also know that when you wear this hat. That it means that you worked out this morning and you didn't do anything with your hair, <laughs> and that underneath that hat is just kind of a mess. Rude, you are. I, rude. I know, and but I'm okay with that. But I like it because it makes you fun. But I don't want to see underneath the hat. So thank you for wearing your fun hat today, and and uh, I know we're gonna have a great a great day today. Well, let's go back then. And what was what was the question of the day? I think what you asked us originally was, does humor or a sense of humor have a place when life is intense and difficult? 
So basically, we're asking, is humor a gift? Does it really make a difference? And I'd have to say yes, and so would you. <laughs> and I just, I, it, because we do use humor so much to diffuse. Yes. Um, just kind of sometimes the darkness and the intensity of life. And sometimes humor is, is framed in just a look. You know, it doesn't always have to be, I have to be the life of the party to use humor, or I have to tell the, the best joke. But sometimes it's just a look. And I know, like, for us, sometimes if we're, when we're out and we're speaking or we're doing it with people and we'll be in a crowded room working, and sometimes um, I know if somebody's asking you a question, you like to, like, send them my way if you don't want to answer it. And so <laughs> I can look across the room and I get a look from you. And I know, okay, she is so up to something. And it's just that, but it delights me because it's like it's a connection that you just make me smile. And to me, that is using humor and diffusing things. And it's just, it's sometimes as simple as a look. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, well, it's scripture says rejoice in all things. And we really are, I mean, there, there's a lot of darkness in the world and a lot of evil in the world. And I, I truly believe if we can't use humor and can't have fun, especially in the workplace, especially doing ministry, then you would just crawl into a hole. I mean, you have to be able to laugh in your day. It really does lighten things up, and it, it allows you to keep going sometimes. Um, and I know that one of our core values, well, you told me early on that your core value was, <laughs> was fun and humor, and I totally share that. But I, I, when I first realized I was really in for an interesting ride with you, which I absolutely love, so I'm not, I'm not mocking that. I think just you're so complaining. You know, I think I am you are. Not. But I just remember we were um, talking with a friend, and um, she happened to be um, on, a, on a, a show, and she was she was doing a show, and she was um, wanted to get our input, and she said, "Okay, so what does each of you bring to the relationship, to the friendship?" And we were just kind of, really, kind of starting to become friends, and I, and in our temperamental way, me being you know the the, the you know the sentimental one, and you being the you know basically you're going to say you're the significant one. No, I wasn't saying one. that. I, no, I was not saying that. I, I was saying in your eyes. This, this, well, okay. <laughs> I'm the syrupy one. And so I go, oh, this is what she brings. And I give this, you know, I love the way, da da da, da. And I just remember, I'm, I'm, and then I look to you, and so did Tracy, waiting for your, you know, this really nice response. And you go. Significant response. Yes. And you like go, yours. you told me that you bring mocking power into my world. <laughs> and I remember Tracy and I just looked at you like, hmm, nice. After I just gave this, you know, syrupy, pledging my love answer and you go, I bring mocking power. And so, um, that's when I first realized you, she was right. And you have not let me down in that. You have definitely brought mocking power into our, our friendship, but I love it. <laughs> well, welcome to girlfriend at radio. We are Patty and actually we have Lisa finally today on our show. <laughs> and we are going to introduce you to a couple of guests whose vocation and passion leads them into places not typically associated with humor. Well, and our first guest is someone who is tenacious and someone we want on our side, especially if we'd ever find ourselves needing an advocate. So Lori Regner is a fighter. She fights for justice. She fights for hope. She fights for healing. And she fights for people and their rights. Specifically, Lori is the founder of Starbright Foundation, which is dedicated to rescuing children from abusive situations. And Star, in, Well, Starbright speaks out for children whose voices are silenced mm -hmm. by fear and they suffer alone and are afraid without hope. And it, we just, it's so nice to be able, whenever we sit down and have an opportunity to talk with Lori, she just fires me up because she is so dedicated and so passionate about this cause. So Lori, welcome to Girlfriend at Radio. Thank you, girls. Good morning. 
Hey, well, we know um, we opened the show talking about the use of humor, and now we're going right into a dark subject that you that is your reality almost every day of, of rescuing children or, or just how can you you know be a voice and it is so, so it's kind of hard to find that connection how do how did humor get in this but we're and we're going to develop that and talk to you about you know a little bit later how you are able to intensely you know work in that environment in that world and yet find find a way to lighten things up. But first, we want to educate our listeners um, about Starbright Foundation and how you have created this place and this organization that is really dedicated to rescuing abused children. So, Lori, we're going to dive right in. What is human sex trafficking and what is the biggest misconception about it? Well, um, I think that the biggest misconception is that human sex trafficking happens in a third world country and it can't possibly happen around here. But recently, um, I think that drug lords are finding out that a drug deal is a one-time deal, but a child's body is perpetual income. And so, sadly, it is the number one crime in Arizona and uh, in the United States as well as other countries. So, um, I think it's an area where it's a dark area, an area where a lot of people don't want to go. And uh, we prayed a long and hard time before we decided to tackle this kind of ministry. But we we thought adults, it's bad enough when an adult's abused, um, and they don't always have a choice, but sometimes they have a choice, a choice to get in a car, a choice to use the telephone. But a child never has a choice, and especially ones that can't talk yet or ones that are um, silenced by fear because they're up against people that will torture them. And so we decided to make that our ministry, and we love what we do. And um, it is a dark place, so it's a difficult uh, thing to do. But these children are sold, um, and they are used for sex in industry. So they're getting, uh, they don't get paid, but um, they're getting used for sex for profit. Um, and somebody else makes the profit off of them. Well, and you know what? This issue is really um really coming to light a little bit more and more and and um people are talking about it a little more but it's it is still so hard to to wrap your your head and your heart around this issue that this much evil really does exist and like you said we tend to think that it's it's across the world it's happening um in different countries but it really is happening in our midst and um like even recently with whenever you have like a sporting event like we just had the super bowl there's a lot of activity in this area going on associated with, with um, large events, and especially sporting events. And it's devastating. And it's like you can say, oh, no, that doesn't exist and, and kind of go on and pretend. But what we love about you is you go, it does exist and I must do something about it. And that's what we love about like when Patty said, you know, you so inspire us because it's easy to make excuses and you go, I feel ill-equipped or this is not convenient because we know you get calls like in the, in the middle of the night sometimes. Right. We get calls and we get calls from the suburbs. We get calls from mothers from Gilbert and Chandler and Mesa. People think it's a, a border issue and it's not. And so when you hear a mother crying, you know, please help me. My child's missing. She thought she was going to be going off with a 12-year-old and um, even if they snuck out, they still think that they're going off with a 12- or 13-year-old, and then they find out it's someone else that possibly took them out of state, and, and it's scary. I can't imagine um, what these mothers go through. So it's difficult to hear their voices and the desperation in their voices, and you just want to hug them and, and pray that the child's going to be okay. 
And when they do retrieve them, if they can be retrieved, they have many issues. So the whole family is victimized, and uh, it requires a lot of prayer. And, um, you know, we're new to this. We we dove into this with our hearts, and and we learn along the way. Um, But it's a relatively new thing around here. And so Mm -hmm. we we have been involved in rescuing children from uh, satanic cults, and and it is very similar. And so we're going to... We're going to take a quick break here, and sure. when we come back, we're going to keep talking about this dark issue of uh, and how you're just tenaciously involved in working with this. So stay with us. We'll be right back. This is Girlfriend at Radio. This is Patty and Lisa. This is Girlfriended on Toginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. To capture the simple piece of the Amish in your own life. Amish Wisdom with Suzanne Woods-Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central. Each week, Suzanne will have conversations with guests about living a life that incorporates principles of the Amish without going Amish. She'll cover the practical, simplicity, slowing down, reducing clutter, putting the brakes on materialism, the historical, how have the Amish survived for 400 years, how can we hold on to what we hold dear, and the spiritual, treasuring important values, honoring the past, and increasing peace of mind. You don't have to become Amish to make personal peace a reality. Amish wisdom will help all of us live a simpler life. For more information, go to SuzanneWoodsFisher.com. With Amish wisdom, Suzanne offers us a glimpse into a world of peace, serenity, and total commitment to family and God. This show just might change the way you live your life. It's Amish wisdom with Suzanne Woods Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. Attention parents and teachers. Here is a series of alarming yet true facts about the current state of teaching reading in the United States. The federal government has spent close to half a trillion dollars to improve reading ability, and yet we still have over 8 million students who cannot read on grade level. 440,000 students who have a total reading vocabulary of 50 words or less. And a national dropout rate of one new student every 26 seconds. Sadly, one of these could be yours. Fortunately, it's not too late to help. Introducing The Reading Show with Dr. Joe, a fast-paced, highly informative, easy-to-listen-to show led by nationally recognized reading authority, Dr. Joe Lakovich. For more on Joe on the show, check out his website, failurefreeonline.com. Listen in this week to learn amazingly simple ways to turn this problem around. The Reading Show with Dr. Joe, with your host, Dr. Joe Lakovich, Fridays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. This is Patty and Lisa, and we are talking 
with Lori Regner, who is the founder of Starbright Foundation, which is dedicated to um, rescuing and having a voice for children who have been abducted and who are at the, the mercy of others for violent crimes. And so, Lori, we want to continue um, just with a few questions so we can just be a little more educated with this issue and realize that it is not just happening in a land far, far away, but it's ha happening a lot of times in our own backyards. And we need to be aware of this as moms and as a, even as a community so we can all lock arms and lock hearts and do something about this and, and join you and Starbright and what you guys are doing, which um, it, it, on so many different levels. So the question we want to, we want to ask you is what kind of children do you see being targeted for this crime? Well, actually, any kind of child can be targeted for a crime. Um, of course, if it's a latchkey child or somebody who has um, an enormous amount of time where they're left alone on the Internet, um, the predators can see that. Maybe a child's online from 1 to 4 every day and they see them log off maybe when mom gets home. Um, but the Internet can be a wonderful tool and it can also be used for evil. So um, we see children of all ages. Uh, sadly, even infant all the way up to, you know, 18 and then into adulthood. But um, they're easily tricked. So children who spend a lot of time alone maybe don't have a strong relationship with their father or their mother. Um, and these kids, unfortunately, they're so naive, they don't understand what the predator's uh, motives are. So the predators are hanging around shopping malls and skate land and movie theaters. They are at parks. So they are where your children are, which parents have to be aware of. You can't take for granted that you can sit and read a magazine and watch your child, you know, play at a park um, if you're not keeping an eye on them 24-7. And if you're going to get them a cell phone, you have to be very careful because if they're going on any chat rooms or social network sites, um, this is how these kids are getting taken. So we need to educate the parents as well as the children. Well, and you know, um, what's interesting is I don't have young daughters right now. Mine are grown. But it makes you realize that we really need to rally together to be on the lookout for others because it's like, look, just to be eyes and ears and just, we still have a responsibility just as a community and society to protect each other's kids and to be there and to be on the lookout. And that's what I love about some of the stuff you're doing because you're bringing awareness to this issue and going, we cannot you know, hide from it or we cannot pretend it doesn't exist, but we all can be a part of the solution. And you, you guys at Starbright are giving uh, solutions to this problem. It's not just, it's not this intangible way that we can do things together to really fight that. So why did you form Starbright Foundation and, and really what is, what are some of your core values and the purpose of some of the things you want to see happen as a result? Well, I think that the Lord led us to start Starbright because we wanted to be a voice for those who can't cry out for themselves. Um, these children are trapped, they're afraid, and it's impossible for them to stand up to the predators without intervention. Um, people that have a heart for these kids can help out. I mean, we have a wonderful core group of people that are Christians that, that want to reach out and help children, but it's a dark subject. And, and I can tell you, I went to a little um, mixer the other night at an open house event, um, and uh, people ask what you do, and of course I had my Starbright shirt on, and the minute I even started talking about it, two men looked and uh, looked at me and they said, oh, we don't want to hear about that. That's, you know, that's just something we don't want to deal with, and they turned around and walked right away from me. And wow. it, it's a typical response. 
If I said maybe we have a cat that needs surgery, I'd probably have 100 donations, but it's a difficult thing when you're you're talking about children being tortured. So our goal and our mission is to open uh, uniquely designed safe houses for these children because once they are retrieved, they need a lot of deprogramming. Uh, They need the love of Jesus, and we are hoping that that's what we can provide to them for healing to hopefully uh, let them have a better life than what they're what they're in store for if they don't get rescued. So that's our immediate goal. Lori, do you have a success story? I know that that's so hard to to talk about. Um, I mean, it's not hard to talk about the success stories, but the success there, there's just so many seeds that are planted as you move along and and. Um, is there a story that you can share with us on, on how Starbright has made a difference in a child's life? Well, I, I think we're, we're not just making a difference in the lives of children, but the lives of the families of these children. Um, you know, we have, we have um, helped families of children that have been abducted, um, stood by their side when, when these moms have to go to work when their children are missing, and, and they still have to make an income, and they still have other children. And, you know, we've got some national attention. Um, uh, we've been asked to be on several different talk shows. We, we were on Dr. Oz, and, and we've gotten calls from Dr. Phil and some other shows that, you know, we're praying about whether or not we're going to do, do the shows. But um, I think that being there and being a, a voice even for the moms, because they're, they're really catatonic when, when your child is missing, your whole life is upside down. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've done some news stories, and, and uh, when we do these news stories, we get phone calls from many adults that have been abused that never got help. So, you know, we had an 80-something-year-old woman who said, um, I, you know, I, I want to help you. What can I do? And, and I, I just was stunned. I, I just didn't know what to say to her because she's, she's in her 80s. Mm-hmm. So I said, honey, what can you do? And she said, I can make a mean blanket. And I said, well, why don't you make me a blanket? And she said, don't they all need blankets? And so now she works for us, and I meet her monthly, and she makes the most beautiful blankets to help these girls. And and. You know, we're so happy and touched by it because she she was one that never got help. And this is keeping her going and keeping her alive. So it gives her a, a purpose. So well, you know, we you, still really- and you know what? That is a whole other realm like you're talking about is like when you start opening up this the subject matter and allowing conversations, it is amazing who will come forth and going, you know what? I I have that in my past. And we find that a lot. Once you give people permission and that it's a safe place to to reveal and a lot of a lot of times women are carrying a lot of secrets around right that they've never felt you know like in a safe place to be able to expose those and so that is that is a huge um benefit or a blessing that you're bringing just to even women who have experienced in the past and allowing them to see that God uses our past and our past experiences for His purpose even today. And even with that 80-year-old woman, it's like you're never too old for God to still use you in significant ways. And, and it goes back to what is in your hand? What can you do? And she's like, I can do a blanket. And okay, make, make me a blanket. And that's just a gift of love. So just realizing we all have something to give no matter what our, our background is. But we also need those safe places where we can go, this is, this is my journey. Yeah, so, we've had a lot of adults step forward. We've had a lot of people say, you know, I don't have money, but uh, definitely I have a talent. I'm a good gardener. Can I plant roses? Or uh, can I make dresses for the girls? Or, um, you know, can I help you with building materials and, uh, and help you paint? I'm a painter. And the, most everybody that volunteers, uh, I would say probably a good 75% of them have been people that have been affected by abuse. So um, we get to talking and get to praying, and I think that... Uh, 
it, it's a it's a family that's formed, people that understand, and so I think it's been a great success. And, and um, we have a lot of upcoming events, and we, we're hoping that we can get people to come out and learn more about what we do. Maybe invite us to speak at a school, a church, a youth group, a um, Girl Scout troop to help keep these children safe. Well, and I love that you're throwing out there even like the Girl Scout troops because so much of it, and you guys do such an excellent job at this, just making people aware of what's going on and especially educating a lot of the girls and the boys on how they can um, change their behavior to not make it so easy for uh these predators to, to come at them. Um, what, why do you think this is such an, (laughs) easy for you to say, (laughs) why is this crime becoming, it has it always been there? Are we just hearing more about it? It just seems like it's escalating. Well, you know, I, I do think it's always been there. It's gone back in time from many years in many different countries, but I think, um, with the economy being the way it is, we, we actually have family members that will, sell their children into trafficking to make ends meet, um, sell babies and little children. And um, like I said before, a drug deal is a one-time deal, but a, a child's body is perpetual income. And so if they can use that child for 15 hours a day for many years, that adds up to a lot of money. And so um, sadly, these kids are being targeted for something that's, that could be a lifelong um, torture for them. Well, and it's crazy that we have that kind of greed and that the enemy has truly um, just blinded us to the evil. I know Lisa and I were at a porn convention one time. We were actually um, there just helping the, the gals out and just sharing Jesus's love, but, um, have yeah, to explain why, why we were there, please. why we were at a porn convention, <laughs> but, um, we saw parents bringing their daughters in and they, there were these booths there that they were literally interviewing them and for these porn videos. And we thought, how in the world do parents literally are bringing their daughters and not blinking an eye to this. Exactly what you're saying. That they're right, literally right. selling their children out. And I, I think they just think, see it as a lucrative way of, of having another income stream. And that that we've come to that point where it, you, just, you just, I don't know, I want to cut off their hands when I uh, do something. Well, and you have <laughs> groomers. You have groomers that are pretty attractive girls that are, you know, telling other girls in the mall, oh, you can make so much money, you can you can get clothes paid for, and, and they're enticing these girls. And these girls have no idea what they're in store mm-hmm. for because once you do it one time, you're not getting out of it because they're not going to let you get out of it. It's not a choice. So they're tricking and they're deceiving, and the laws, the laws need to be stricter. And what we're going to be speaking on March 29th at uh, Scottsdale Bible Church uh, in conjunction with our county attorney, Bill Montgomery, and we're going to be addressing some of these issues on um, how bad trafficking is and what laws need to be changed um, about these girls and where they're being solicited. And, um, you know, it's, there's freedom of speech so people can advertise these girls on various sites, and we really want to be a voice and say, um, no, these girls are not going to be sold like this, like a piece of meat. These are children of the Lord, and um, our new campaign for this year is No Excuse for Child Abuse. We have many teenagers stepping forward that want to be involved, 
And so now we have kids that will go out and talk to kids. And, and as you met some of them at our Teen Talent Fest, um, we yes. just secured another date for July 14th for another amazing Teen Talent Fest and in the big theater. Awesome. Lori, we have to go on to a commercial break, but okay. thank you so much. And you can find out a little bit more about Lori when you go to GoFriendIt.com. Thank you, Lori. This is Girlfriend on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. The trick to getting published with your host, Florence Blake. Friday nights at 9, 8 central on Togginap.com. Flo has seen it, done it, and now can share from her experiences as a newspaper staff reporter, feature writer, freelance editor, and college writing instructor. And now Flo has authored a system whereby her students enjoy a 90% success rate in attaining publication of their manuscripts for the first time. In just four years, she has over 800 of her own articles published in national magazines, newspapers, and anthologies. Author of several books, including the powerful memoir, The Sicilian Nobleman's Daughter, Florence has advised and edited professors, deans, PhDs, and hundreds of students' writings before submission. And now it's your turn. Join us Friday nights with your questions. Most of Flo's students say they've learned much and thoroughly enjoyed the journey. It's The Trick to Getting Published with your host, Flo Blake. Friday nights at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Fertility is an extremely personal subject. Tune in Monday nights at 9, 8 central for the Fertility Forum with infertility psychotherapist and expert Phyllis Martin on toginet.com. This is the show about infertility, gaining support, and information. Phyllis will assist you in navigating the disappointments and decisions that often accompany the difficult journey from diagnosis to conception, pregnancy to parenthood. She is passionate about her work and is an expert in the donor egg field, bringing both her personal and professional experience to all she does. Ms. Martin has extensive experience in helping patients cope with infertility, pregnancy loss, adoption, surrogacy, miscarriage, pregnancy termination, and creative family building. She knows what you're going through, and she's here to help. It's the Fertility Forum with your host, Phyllis Martin, Monday nights at 9, 8 central on Togginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, welcome back to Girlfriend at Radio. And um, we are we are having way too much fun on this commercial break, which goes back to having fun as your core value, even when you're talking about some pretty uh, dark stuff that's taking place in our world. And we have to... Um, we have to find the joy in all things and be able to look at the hope rather than focusing on some of the horrific things that are taking place. And we know that so that we Christ, can still stay in there and fight for the horrific things. Absolutely. Yeah. And have, have a voice. And we know that that's truly what Christ wants us to do. He came that we would have an abundant life and then to help those that aren't quite having that abundant life and help them and rescue them and get them out of those horrific situations. And our next guest, we are, we are switching gears here because we are going to be talking 
talking about how to develop people. And Sandy Ashton is a friend of ours who has been a managing director with Career Connectors. And she is kind of a life coach that provides help in helping others to become a person of excellence and basically evoking excellence in others. And she's going to tell us a little bit about how she makes that happen and how she creates that environment and helps others out and also how you can put humor in all things. So welcome, Sandy. How are you today? Uh, Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's truly a pleasure to be here. Well, Patty wasn't even breathing, I don't think. I was watching her when she was doing that whole introduction and explanation. She was just going. So I, I was quite impressed with, you know, her being able to get all those words out without a breath. Well, I, I how evoking excellence came out of my, <laughs> my mouth. But they were like two vowel words. And uh, I, was, I was fighting for the words coming out going, yes, yes. We're, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sandy, tell us a little bit about your personal journey and how you help others evoke excellence. <laughs> how do you help others define their giftedness? Okay. Well, um, a little bit of my background is I have a, a 24 years of business, business management, church leadership, and I just found myself in in these um, roles where I was taking, I was leading and sometimes actually surprised that I was in a leadership role. And um, just out of my passion for people, um, just helping them identify their giftedness, um, seeing the pain in others as they were struggling uh, to, to actually define, how, you know, what, was their giftedness? How, what did God actually create them for? What purpose did they have in life? And um, my personal story is, as I struggled through that my, um, over many years um, in uh, my previous marriage and, a, a, and then moving into, okay, I have now a new opportunity. I started taking a look back at, at what defining moments did I see God actually working in, in very specific ways and then taking a look at the past, um, my, my business management, my opportunities in church leadership, and then leaving um, a very um, lucrative recruiting position to um, follow the dream of being a leadership um, trainer and people developer. And um, so looking back and all of that and even having uh, obtaining a, a, a life coach myself and having someone actually ask the questions, I was able to come to a place where, you know what, this is my passion for people. This is the best thing that I can do to give back. Like this is what God's called me to do is to help others identify their beauty, their strength, their creative giftedness. Well, Sandy, I, I love that, and, and thank you for sharing that. I have to back up a little bit. In the very beginning there, you made a comment about you were surprised that you saw yourself in leadership roles. I was going to comment on the same were you, thing. Were you? <laughs> because we hear that a lot from women, that they, um, it's, they're truly in a position, and to, and to even be able to admit that I am a leader and I am 
in a leadership role, it's almost like they feel like that's an arrogant thing to say, but you hear men speaking that way and not even blinking an eye of I'm leading this or I'm over here in this leadership role, but we almost apologize for that. And, um, just why were you surprised that you were in a leadership role? Well, um, I think a lot of it had to do with my upbringing and, well, first of all, lies that I chose to believe, that I was less than because I was a woman. And um, I, even in the church leadership roles that I found myself in, um, it, it was there was this whole mentality that I lived in. It was more of my perception and what I chose to believe. So it was out of my belief system that I was living in this. Um, and then people responded to it, obviously. But that's where I believe that really stemmed from, was that my belief system was that I was less than. Mm-hmm. Um, and not even recognizing and walking in that in the in the giftedness of that. Well, and that probably inspires you as you're going along and, and coaching others that, to really determine their true giftedness and oh, be yeah. able to not get stuck in that spiral mm-hmm. of feeling inadequate and feeling that you're less than. So how how do you do that then? How do you help others and counsel them to? truly seek where God has them in their giftedness? Well, um, you know, I'm always looking for an opportunity uh, in watching for those, regardless of if it's on a one-on-one coaching um, session with my clients or if I'm at Starbucks. It just kind of, like, just is a part of who I am. And really, it's... um, Looking at the person uh, as if God was looking at them. And I think that was one of the most defining moments for me was when I realized that, you know, God loves each one of us so incredibly much, and he longs for a relationship with us. And if I look at people, I wonder about their stories. I wonder about where they're at in life. And just, like, being there totally for them. Now, you know, I'm human, can't do it all the time. I don't do it all the time. I fail. But, you know, that is what lives in me more than anything. And, and just, like, providing a, a, a place of hope, um, just give a, a, that they would walk away with one small iota of hope with them um, or the feeling loved or even just energized because we laugh together. Um those are the kinds of things that I'm looking for, and that's what where my giftedness comes. Well, and it's interesting because just the other day we were with a group of women, and we were um, we were talking about leadership. We were helping them to truly try to discover, go basically their purpose and just aspects of being a woman of influence and 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 using um, your leadership gifts. And like Patty was saying, so many times when we are talking with women like that, they'll just say, I don't see myself as a leader. So we have to backtrack and go, but you're, you're a person of influence, whether you realize it or not, and how you use your influence. Well, the other night, we were talking with them and, 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 and uh, we're leading this conversation, and one gal just said, I, I don't even know my purpose. And, and, it, and she was like, kind of like taken back going, you know, you're, 
we're all talking here and she's and then she started comparing herself to her her friend who's sitting across the table who who knows what she's going to do has this very strong temperament and it was just interesting the dialogue because at first she was kind of like she was I'm kind of depressed I think because I don't really know my purpose and as we were kind of bringing it out and asking questions and having them write certain things she started to discover certain things about herself and there was a lot of laughter because you start discovering who you are, but also who you're not. And so just asking questions sometimes with people to get them to start thinking about themselves. And, and even laughter is a huge part of the journey to just be able to laugh at yourself going, okay, that really isn't who I am. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and being okay with that, that I can let that go and go, I don't have to be that person, but who am I over here? And kind of talk about a lot because as women, we compare so many oh, yeah. our gifts and our strengths and, and we want to, we, we wish we were wired like that other person, but we're not, and that's okay. So it is, it is such a discovery journey to find out really who you are and your, and your gifts and your strengths. And especially in this economy, when people are getting laid off, and we know that you and like even with Career Connectors and Jessica Pierce, you guys work with a lot of people helping them to find a job that kind of fits who they are. And People are devastated because they've lost jobs, which means a lot of them they've lost their identity. Yes, yes. Um, in fact, we we spent a lot of time on that yesterday at, at one of our events, talking about replacing dignity with a job. But one of the the other key things, and you just touched on that, Patty, was that you know we are not defined by our circumstances, and. Um, defining our true giftedness and deciding a lot of times what I do with my clients is go through a purpose statement or a mission statement. What do you, what do you want to be? What do you want to, you know, what is it that you want to communicate to the rest of the world? But back to the, um, the, uh, being laid off, there is so much definition defined by our jobs Mm and what we're doing. Um, in our, in, the first question we usually ask somebody when we meet them, well, what do you do? Well, that really, we as a society have come to define ourselves by that, but that is not how we are defined by mm-hmm. God. And um, we too can make, we can define ourselves. And then, you know, one of the things that um, I think is so important that what we think of most is what we move towards. So what we're focusing on, um, so if you're focusing on what you're not, that's what you're going to move towards. When mm-hmm. you're focused on what you are, what you want to be, a leader, um, a, a, you want to laugh more, you want to be um, more courageous, that type of thing, you're moving towards that more. So um, that is so key, is not letting our circumstances define who we are. Well, and on that note, Sandy, we are going to move towards a commercial break, but we love that. Don't let your circumstances define who you are. And today we are talking about um, discovering some of those things as well as discovering humor and is humor a gift and how do we use that in the workplace and how we can use that in everything we do. So be right back with Girlfriend at Radio.
This is Girlfriended on Togginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend it radio right after these. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Craig Deswalt and learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Craig Deswalt is the creator of the Rock Star System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from their competition. Each high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. For more on Craig, the show, and the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps, check out the website, CraigDuswalt.com, so you can learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people come to you to buy your services and products. Then, get ready to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Deswalt. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Togginet.com. Have you ever wondered why America is facing such a health care crisis? Then join us for Dr. Peter DeVette Live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on Togginet.com. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. You'll find out about the roots of your health care challenges versus symptom management, the holistic approach, how the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness, how emotions are directly related to physical illness, and how to read your body like a book. Dr. Devan will also go through your personal questions and how you can navigate through the illness maze. Supplements, medications, therapies, treatment options, surgeries, all kinds of things related to your health. Dr. Peter DeVent live every weekday at 1 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Well, welcome back. And if you are just tuning in today, we are speaking with Sandy Ashton. She's a people developer and managing director with Career Connectors. And Sandy, we are just waiting for you to fill our heads with incredible ways to evoke excellence. <laughs> and uh, show us how to do this in a, in a fun way. Um, so how do you go about determining what your true giftedness is? And how do you do this with, with fun? Because so many times, like you said, we, we are women that are um, in that feeling of I'm, I'm just, I'm inadequate. I don't, I'm less than. So how do, you, how do you tweak that and move forward, as you were saying earlier, you move forward to being courageous or to being a leader? Um, uh, well, how do we go about determining your true giftedness? What it, I do with, um, what I recommend is seeking counsel first. Um, simply ask God, seek out key people in your life for input, um, and then just like do a self-evaluation of your current circumstances or the past. Where do you find yourself today? Where have you been? What do you enjoy doing? Kind of asking the questions we talked about earlier. What gets you out of bed every morning? What are some of your 
successes, and I always go back to what are you truly passionate about? What are you drawn to? Where do you spend the most time going to and thinking about and and purposefully uh, doing those things? And then um, there's definitely assessments that you can you can um, uh, take to um, identifying your giftedness, leading from your strengths, strength finders, the DISC assessment that I work with uh, very specifically, and um, the uh, spiritual gifts inventory. So there's all those tools. Um, and then one of the things that I think is so key in all of this, and we touched on earlier also, was laughing through it because there is so much. Not to take a list or an inventory and say, God, you know, I don't do that well, I don't do that well. And you know what? That's okay. We can't do everything, and we can't be all things to all people. But what is it that you're truly gifted at and then, and you know, like moving towards that Um and the thing that really gets us from seeking out our giftedness is fear of failure, that fear that you're not good enough, a scarcity mentality of there's not enough resources or there's not enough time or there's not enough of me, uh, there's not enough, you know, there's other people that are already doing this. There, This world is so big and there's there, there is room for each of us to walk out in our giftedness. And I, I believe that as we each walk in our giftedness, it creates more space. Okay, that's an interesting concept. I like that. Explain that a little bit more. Because I just had a conversation yesterday with um, someone, and we were talking about two words, scarcity and abundance. We are talking about, is God a God of scarcity or God a God of abundance? And opening up spaces. And that's what you're kind of talking about is opening up spaces, there's room. So can you expand on that a little bit more? Absolutely. Uh, when when we live in a place of scarcity, that there's not enough, um, it's like walking around with your hand closed. Um, and everything, there's not enough of, there's not enough time. There's not enough food. Um, and when you, it, it's a, a perception. Uh, I just heard this morning in one of Indy Aria's songs, uh, her song, There's Hope, and she talks, it, it, there's a line in there, paradise is in the mind. And mm-hmm. when I look at things with there's not enough time or there's not enough uh, money or there's not enough love to go around, then it, my world starts to close in. I see things in a very dark perspective. Mm-hmm. When I look at, you know, God is so big, and what has He provided? He has provided everything that I need, need, not necessarily what I want, but what I need, and being grateful for that, it changes a whole perspective. All of a sudden, there's enough. There's enough time. There's enough money. And... um I used to live in a place of scarcity, mm-hmm. very, very close, very dark. It was um, very depressing. And as I started looking at there is so much, there is enough space here. Um, and you could, it, maybe for us, I'm going to try and identify it with, with women and um, if you've had children and if you had one child and all of a sudden you're, another one's coming into the world and you think, oh, my goodness, is there enough love to go around here? And how just naturally there is enough love. It just it just happens. That's that's living in the abundance. If you if you can, and as you apply that to um, 
a bigger realm of there is enough. And it really boils down to that mindset, the perspective we choose. So basically you're saying we have no excuses. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I You know, it really is a choice. It really is a choice. Um, Yeah, it's a choice. (laughs) <laughs> you had to think about that for a moment. Well, it, it is. You, when you see it that way, it's like, okay, we really don't have an excuse if we really believe that God is capable and God can do immeasurably more and God is a God of abundance and he wants and he loves us and wants to delight in us, then why wouldn't he? And then we really don't have excuses. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly. an encouraging thing to, mm-hmm. yeah. to think about. Um, and like I said, I love when you said, when I think scarcity, I think limitations. And a lot of times we naturally default to limitations. And we, mm-hmm. we go, we go to the, cut it to the dark side, not like Star Wars, but to the dark side. But that's why we love this topic of even humor, bringing humor, because sometimes you just have to laugh and lighten things up to be able to, to learn and grow. And it's in oh, those yeah. times that you really discovery because you've let your guard down and you're more open to really allowing God to speak into your life. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And there's a, just a couple of days ago, um, it was my husband and my daughter, my older daughter, and myself riding in the car. And, you know, I don't even remember what it was. It was kind of a, we were kind of a flat lining in the car and all of a sudden, Something struck me incredibly funny, and I started laughing. And I don't laugh real quietly. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I laugh really loud, uh, typically. And uh, I just started laughing, and my daughter started laughing. And she didn't know why I was laughing, and my husband's laughing. And the amazing space that opened up in, in, that, in our relationship with each other, and it, it just like, opened up the whole evening in such a different way than had we just kind of gone along. And that, it just keeps, all right, it just keeps resounding in my mind and reminding me to laugh loudly and laugh often, Mm. which just, it it opens the abundance of living. Well, I love that, how it opens up the space. And it also, it, it brings it to a thin space because you be, you draw so much closer to each other just from laughter that truly yeah. is um that common denominator where you see each other on a different light when you can look mm-hmm. at each other and you're just laughing i it mean diffuses and and yeah lisa and i talk about that all the time and you know supposedly you know laughter is the best medicine and it's uh those who laugh will live longer that we're going to be living till we're 200 because <laughs> and that is scary thought for a lot of people in our world and in our lives <laughs> because it's sad we will find the humor and everything even when it's inappropriate and we realize that it's such a okay, re- mine's not inappropriate i just want to clarify <laughs> i'm not with you in this right now all right my humor is very inappropriate um it, it but I find that I have to because of some of the darkness that we do go into that we have to yeah. see, um, you know, just the humor and everything. And you're so right when, especially as a family, when you can laugh together, it, mm-hmm. it, it's you can actually feel the healing process taking place. Right. And in the workplace, that is so key, especially in corporate America or um, wherever you're working. It is so key to, to be laughing 
uh, it, to, to just look, step back, laugh, enjoy the moment, be fully present, and enjoy exactly where you find yourself at the moment. Because really, you know, what is it all about? It's just about living as God has called us to in our, in our giftedness and um, to bring uh, light to the darkness. And what better way to do it than laughing? And as a leader, I think you have to model that because if you're yeah. coming into the workplace and it's, you know, continuously in that kind of stress mode and you're in that, you know, that habit of hurry, um, that all trickles down. I know this was way back and when in my airline days where um, as a flight attendant, we actually got into the overhead bin. So when the pilot came to put his flight bag away, we you know, he kind of surprised him a bit, <laughs> came out, and he gave us the green light to do it for as the business passengers came in. He said, go ahead, stay up there, and let's just see what happens when something comes on. But to get that from him, because we were a little nervous to do that to the pilot and shock him in that way, but for him to say, okay, this is so funny, let's do it, and let's see what happens, yeah. <laughs> to, to have that come down from your authority it, it really does lighten up. And that crew, we had a blast on that trip. It really did set the tone from the very yes, beginning. Yes, you get to laugh yeah. together. We had a pregnant pause there. We both looked at each other like, yes, that's, that's a thought to ponder. It was, it was, it was evoking emotions <laughs> for me and memories because it, it really is, we try to initiate, and sometimes people... Uh, Laughter and humor doesn't come naturally to a lot of people, and you have to learn to develop that and learn to give yourself permission to go, I can laugh at that. You see so many people sometimes, and you think, okay, they're on the verge of cracking a smile. They need to just go for it. And <laughs> you really do have to give each other permission to, to laugh and to have fun and to find that. Otherwise, it's just there's nothing memorable. We When we would um, do meetings, we, we always said we wanted to make our meetings um, – an experience where people just can't get the notes, but there was humor, there was interaction, there was bantering where you felt like I really missed something by not not being in the moment with them and being in person. And those are kind of environments that you know we like to strive to create with people. And Sandy, we have 15 seconds, so we want to thank you. We've been invoking a lot today. Thank you for invoking with us. Um, you can find more about Sandy and what she does and Career Connectors at GirlfriendIt.com. Thanks for joining us this day. This has been Lisa and Patty, and we've had a blast with you. Thanks for laughing. Keep laughing, and we'll talk to you next time. Have a great day. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriend It, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the show designed.